0: What makes the land of Israel holy and what makes the people of Israel holy? It turns out that there are two possibilities which have ramifications in how we conduct ourselves living in Israel or living elsewhere in the world. And it's all derived from the parish of this week, al in the parish of which says, That you should uh, allocate the land to the Jewish people and they should settle the land. So he saw because Hashem says, I've given them this land in order that they should inherit it. So the first opinion we're going to encounter is the Ramban. And he says, Al-daiti, As I understand it, this is a positive mitzvah it's that the jews are instructed to live in israel for yoshua saw and to inherit the land key he need no because it was given to us to the jewish people as our land what you find that our sages speak in superlatives about how important it is to live in israel and about how terrible it is to leave israel it's all from this pasuk and it is a mitzvah saseh de d'oraisa that's the Ramban's view. Yes, there is beyond that, mitzvot HaRambam, where the Ramban makes commentary on the Rambam's Sefar mitzvot. They Ramban beminim mitzvot bifnei atzmot. They lokhisitzeh Rambam. The Ramban lists the living in Israel as one of the 613 mitzvot, which is actually different to the view of the Rambam. The herich levorin goes into great detail explaining that because there's a mitzvah to live in Israel, that's why the Gemara tells us that kol Israel any person who leaves Israel, and lives in the diaspora, should be considered like an idolater. Shenema, as the pasuk says, Hashem goimer, they have driven me away from being prostrating myself or serving Hashem in the place of my inheritance or the divine inheritance that I was given. So the Ramban says One of the 613 positive mitzvahs Is to live in Israel 248 positive mitzvahs One of the 613 mitzvahs Is to live in Israel Now the Rambam has a slightly different view Because he does not include Living in Israel As one of the 613 mitzvahs does not refer to it at all as a mitzvah. Nevertheless, Nevertheless, the Rambam includes many halachas about how prohibited it is to leave Israel to go live somewhere else. Including, the following halachas where the Rambam says, A person should always ideally live in Israel. Even if the population of the city where the person chooses to live is primarily idolaters. And rather, Rather, that's preferable than living outside of Israel by Philippi Iris Yisrael, even in a city that has a predominantly Jewish population. And then he says, like, it's that any person who leaves Israel to go outside of Israel, it is like they've served idols. And he quotes the same pasuk, he adds the full pasuk that says it's like somebody was driven out of Israel and told to go serve idols. Okay, so the Ramban says it's a mitzvah. The Rambam does not call it a mitzvah, but yet he speaks very strongly about how important it is to live in Israel and not to leave. So we need to understand the difference between the two approaches. So let's understand why it is that the Rambam does not count it as a mitzvah to live in Israel and yet speaks so strongly about leaving Israel. To get an insight, let's look at what else the Rambam says there. He says, Keshem shame just as it is forbidden to leave Israel to go live outside of Israel, kach okay, kishem so just like kach, so too me Once there is a diaspora and the Jews were driven into Bavel, you're not allowed to leave Bavel. Lishara says to go to any other part of the world. Shnei based on a pasuk that says bavelu they will be brought to Bavel and there they shall be. And later we'll discuss who they is. So, where does the Rambam get this from, that you may not leave Israel and likewise may not leave Babel? So, as the Kesev Mishnah tells us, the Rambam bases us on a Gemara in Yehuda. And the Gemorra in Ksuvus has two comments that are attributed to Rabbi Yehuda. We're going to have to analyze the difference between the two comments and the fact that the Rambam seems to be quoting this, but it, it seems to be a jumble and maybe even a self-contradiction. Firstly, he says the Gemara Ma'v Yehudah, any person who goes up from Bavel back to Eretz Yisrael, transgresses a positive instruction in the Torah, which is that they should be brought to Bavel and they should remain there until the day that Hashem will redeem them and take them back. That's the first statement attributed to Rabbi Huda. The second statement, and you'll be able to identify the difference, because here he says in the name of Shmuel, just as, as it is forbidden to leave Eretz to go to Bavl, so you may not leave bavel to go to any other place. Okay, so the first one says going from bavel to Israel is a problem, and the second one says going to, from bavel to any place is a problem. And therefore, there are some important questions that we have to address to the Rambam if, as the Kesef Mishnah says, the Rambam's basing himself on the Gemaraim Ksuvah, doesn't seem to fit with what the Rambam has said. Number one Aleph. How did the Rambam take two different opinions about what Rav Yehuda said and amalgamate them into a single statement where the Rambam says, just like you may not leave Eretz Yisrael, so you may not leave Boba. Dinei Rabbi Huda. How do we see that the Rambam is amalgamating the two? Because look at what the Gemara did. Dinei Rabbi Huda hevi saraim in but memra hori shona. When Rav Huda quoted the pasuk that they have to be in Bevel, that was in the context of the fact that you can't go from Bevel to Israel. Gabei israel Rambam. The Rambam uses the same pasuk, but hevi alin yin israel yitzmi be'bevel le'sharu ha'arotlis. The Rambam uses that same pasuk to tell us you may not leave Bevel to go elsewhere. And that subject of not going elsewhere from Bavel, that's what Rabbi Yehuda was talking about in his second, the second quotation attributed to Rabbi Yehuda. So the Rambam's done a mashup over here, where he's taken the pasuk from the first memra, uh, he's, ta- he's taken the, pro- the pasuk from the second memra, and applied it to the, to the uh, sorry, again, his, the pasuk from the first memra, and he's applied it to the second memra. Now there's a logical problem over here. If what the Rambam wanted to tell us was That you may not go from Bavel anywhere else, any other country If the Rambam meant to include That that includes even to Israel And that would explain how he's using the same Pasuk And that's how the Kesel Mishnah wants to explain it Because the Rambam's view is That when the Pasuk says you go to Babel and you stay in Babel It means you can't go anywhere else including Israel well, if, the Ramb- if that is the Rambam's view, the name of Uvan, how does the Rambam explain the Gemara? Then what was the Gemara bringing a second quotation attributed to Rabbi Yehudah in the name of Shmuel? Which tells us that you can't go from bovel to Eretz Yisrael based on the pasuk. The Rambam wouldn't need that second quotation. Because as far as the Rambam is concerned, that Pasuk already says you can't go from Bavil to any country, Israel included. You wouldn't need two different views about what Rav Yehuda said. And if you're going to try and answer that and say, yeah, well, in the Gemara, when Rav Yehuda was looking at that Pasuk, Bavelo Yehuda, and he understands Apostle only to tell us that you may not go from Bovel to Israel and that there is no prohibition against going from Bovel to any other country right? so the only problem is going from Bavel to Israel and then, and then we have the second view about what Yehuda quoted in the name of Shmuel, which is that you actually can't go from Babel to any other can- country. And that is Kabanasa and that second memo was only referring to leaving Babel to go to other countries, not to Israel. If That's how we're supposed to explain it. Then the way the Rambam should have addressed that should have been firstly to say, He should have said those words that you can't go from Bavil to Eretz Israel. And he doesn't say that, he just says, Like you can't leave Israel to, to, to Bavil, so you can't leave Bavil to, to elsewhere. Or the Rambam should have skipped the Pasuk and just quoted effectively what Rabbi Yehudah said in the second quotation You may not go from Babel to any place and he could even include in that Israel So that's our first question about the Rambam It doesn't seem that the Rambam matches with either view in the Gemara It seems instead that he's put the two views together In addition to that, there's two other questions Base. It actually looks like the Rambam statement is self-contradictory because okay. The minute the Rambam uses that expression, he's actually explaining something which will follow logic. Just as you may not leave Israel to go to any other country, so you may not leave Bovel. That implies that the Rambam understands that the prohibition against leaving Bavel is something we extrapolate logically. Why? What's the logic? Because whatever the logic is to say, don't leave Israel, we could apply that same logic to Bavel and therefore explain don't leave Bavel. And that's fine. We can do that and we will do it a little bit later. But then he brings a Pasuk the minute you quote a pasuk you're not then saying this is a logical inference you're saying it's a pasuk that tells us that you may not leave Bovel and that has nothing to do with the rules about leaving Israel so which one is it? does the Rambam believe that we should extrapolate or infer the laws about not leaving Bavel logically from the laws about not leaving Israel because they have something in common or is it just straight pasuk? And then thirdly, Gimel, just talking to the heart of the issue. How is it possible that the Rambam could use that Pasuk that says they should be taken to Babel and not leave to prove that people may not leave Babel? Where that Pasuk is actually talking about the Kalim from the Beis HaMikdash that had to go to Babel and stay there. Even the Gemara says that, which actually, if you look at the Gemara in you'll see Rav Yosef brings another pasuk anyway, because that pasuk is not so clear. So how could the Rambam rely completely on a pasuk that may not be talking about people at all? In addition to that, we're going to analyze three elements about the Rambam's language that are surprising. Let's have a look at certain of the details of how the Rambam worded these halachas, that in spite of the fact that he appears, like the Kesef Mishnah says, to be quoting the Gomorrah in Ksuvus, or at least basing himself in that Gomorrah, he actually says things quite differently from the way the Gomorrah does. The Gomorrah uses the expression, Just as you may not leave Eretz Yisroel, so you may not leave Bovel. The Rambam doesn't say Eretz Yisrael. The Rambam kasef me Eretz. He says the land. Of course, we know the Eretz Yisrael, but why does he say it that way? Ve'in know him is the Zer Leshem Leshem Kitzar Loshen, and don't. Don't believe that it's just because the Rambam wants to summarize the language as much as possible. Because both in this alocha and in the preceding alochas, the Rambam had no issues using the expression Eretz Yisrael. So it must be deliberate that here he is not saying Eretz Yisrael. He's saying, Mei Ha aret. What is the difference between saying Eretz Yisrael and saying the land with the definite article, the land. Second, it's an interesting difference. The Gemara says, The Gemara says, Just like you may not leave Israel to go to Bavel, so you may not leave Bavel. The Rambam doesn't say specifically Bavel. He says, Just as you may not leave Israel to go anywhere into the diaspora, so you may not leave Bavel to go to any other country. And lastly, again, will be Gemara Hemshech When the Gemara does quote the Passoc, it also concludes that you have to stay there until the day that Hashem is going to redeem you. And the Rambam does not conclude the pasuk. The Rambam only quotes the first part of the Passoc, and we need to know why. So, so we've got the Ramban who says that it's a mitzvah to settle Israel and you should never leave. The Rambam who does not count it as a mitzvah yet speaks very strongly about not leaving, and tells us that just like you may not leave Israel, so you may not leave Bavel as well. The seeming contradiction within the Rambam himself and the issues that we have between the Rambam and the Gemara, and in order to explain all of that, we're actually going to have a look at this concept of leaving Bavel with other opinions as well, specifically the, R- the Rashi and the Meiri. So Habirah calls that the explanation is as follows. The question is, why? Why may you not leave Bavel to go anywhere else? So, there are two leading opinions. As we've already seen, the Rambam says, because there's a PASUK, the PASUK says, you get taken to Bavil, you stay in Bavel, And we have an issue with that, because that could be speaking about the Kleshoras, is speaking about the Kleshoras, not about people. Whereas Rashi says... Totally different reason. Logical reason. It's because Bovel became these major centers of Jewish learning. You don't leave a place of Jewish learning. Now that is a practical difference. Practical application. According to Rashi, he says the issue is because the major yeshivas in Bovel and therefore you don't leave. Logically, the only prohibition against leaving Bovel is as long as those massive yeshivas are there. But nowadays, for example, where there are no longer great yeshivas in Bovell, then you can leave. Whereas according to the Rambam, it's based on a pasuk that you get taken to Bavel, you stay in Bovell. That would imply that even today, if you lived in Bavel for whatever reason, you would not be allowed to live, to, to leave. Now, that's strange, because we have to understand. The Pasuk Z, the Pasuk Bovelu Yuvah V'sho is describing how things were after the Churban Ba'is Rishon, where practically the Jews were taken to Bavel, that was the place of their internment. But by the second Churban, the Jews weren't taken to Bavel. They were taken to Rome and Europe and who knows where else. So according to the Rambam why would there be a reason why you may not leave Bovel at the time we were no longer in Golos Bovel and that whole principle of being taken to Bovel has been superseded by another Golos called Edon to which the Toasts try to explain maybe the Pasuk saying even at the time of Golos Edom if you're in Bovel you still may not leave which in itself would need an explanation where, where in the in the language of the pasuk doesn't imply that it would that it is just as relevant in the time of Galus Adam as it was in the time of Galus Bovel, Afal pisha ina and almost implying like wherever Hashem takes you, that's where you have to be, even if it's not Bovel. the mishnah, and. Bear in mind, what did the cast of Mishnah explain about the Rambam? He said, He said that when the Rambam describes that you may not leave Bovel to go to any other land, that includes the fact that you may not go back to Israel. Now that's strange. We have many very famous Amiroim who left Bovel and went to Israel. Including the teachers of Rav Yehuda, who is the one who taught us this principle that you don't leave Babel. His own rebbers left Babel to go to Israel. They originally learnt in Babel. Then they went and they made Aliyah. And then they went back to Babel. Now, based on the way we're understanding the, the Rambam's approach, so they were never allowed to leave Babel in the first place to go to Eretz Israel. And then when they got to Eretz Yisroel, Surely they were not allowed to leave Israel now, because everybody agrees that if you're in Israel, you're not allowed to leave to go somewhere else. The would be very far fetched to suggest that all these great leading personalities of Jewish life who went after Frat Rabu Shmuel, especially Rabbi Shmuel, who are the teachers of Rabbi Huda, Rabbi It's, it's far fetched to say none of them held the same view as Rabbi Huda. And certainly be far fetched to say Shmuel does not hold a Rabbi Yehuda quoting Shmuel. And yet, despite all of this history, the Rambam still passes. Just like you may not leave, you may not emigrate from Israel. You may not emigrate from Bovel. So what's going on over here? We're we're clearly misunderstanding something because we seem to have overwhelming evidence that you can't leave Bovel, certainly according to the Rambam and certainly according to our Yehuda in the Gemara. And everybody would agree you can't leave Israel. And yet people did it. So something doesn't add up over here. So in the Bozeh, the core of understanding the principle is this principle. We have to understand why is Eretz Yisrael holy, or why is it special, or what makes Israel a land that you may not leave. There are two general principles of what distinguishes Israel from the rest of the world. The Medrash tells us, Eretz Yisrael is beloved because Hashem chose it. So one value of Israel is the Ebeshtah chose it. Beis, the second is, Eretz Yisrael is Kedosha." the fact that it's a holy land as the mechilta tells us before it was selected every land on earth was a place where hashem would communicate with prophets and once Heretisol was chosen it became the holy place and nowhere else has that level of holiness Therefore, our personal connection as Jewish people to Israel will be one of these two channels, Aleph or both of them. We have a relationship with Israel because of Hashem's choice, meaning, as the, the Chazal tell us, Just like Debesh chose Israel as his land, he chose us as his people. So therefore the Chazal say, Let the Jews who I've chosen as my portion, in the human race, let them come and inhabit the place on earth that I've chosen as my portion. So our relationship is we're chosen, the land is chosen, we're connected. Or, or and or, you could say, because we're holy in Israel. They say It's a holy land for a holy people. So those are the two points of connection between us and Israel. And we have to understand what the practical differences and the spiritual differences are between these two connections. Now, depending on which channel, which approach you take, is it because of Hashem's choice or because of the holiness, that will influence how we refer to the land. When we want to highlight that it's a holy land, then we call it Eret Yisroel, to exclude any of the other names that may have been given prior to the Jews' settling there. Because... Eretz Canaan could never have been a holy place. It has to be Eretz Yisrael. It has to have a connection to us, to, be, to holiness in order to be the place of holiness. But when we come from the perspective that this is Hashem's choice, He decided to choose this place as His place, as His country, then Then you don't have to call it Eretz Yisrael. could be called Eretz Kanan, and Hashem could still choose it as His geographical location, the epicenter of His uh, of His religion and of His people. Because the fact that the would have chosen a place is When the created the world He gave out all the other countries to the other nations And he chose the land of Israel to be his And it doesn't have to be called Israel in order to fulfill that Now that's directly relevant to our conversation Because we're talking about are you allowed to leave Israel or not Well now there are two perspectives One reason not to leave Israel is because it's a holy place and we're holy people. We shouldn't lose it. We shouldn't leave it. And because it's a holy land, there's certain mitzvahs we can only do there. And of course, we should not run away from an opportunity to do those mitzvahs. Alternatively, or maybe we should never leave Israel because they chose it. And if he chose it and allocated it to us, how dare we leave? Now, with those two perspectives in mind, we can go back to the Rambam and start to understand what the Rambam was teaching us. He said, Just as you may not leave Israel to any other country, Likewise, you may never emigrate from Bovel. What's the connection? He's telling us that there's something about the prohibition against emigrating from Israel that is equally relevant by Bovel. What is that connection? If we're looking from a perspective of a holy land, Israel is the only holy land. And if that's the reason not to leave, then Israel is the only country we may never leave. But if the reason Israel is special is because Hashem chose it to be special, then If that's the place Hashem chose to be where the Jews have to settle, well, then there's certain times in history where they chose that we should settle elsewhere. In Bovel. And the logic would be just as Hashem selected Eretz Yisrael to be the place allocated to the Jewish people as the ultimate redemption from Mitzrayim, And even later on, that that should be for the rest of history, the place where when Jews behave as Jews should, this is where they should live. In exactly the same way, Hashem selected Bavil to be the destination for Golos. So Israel is the destination for Geula. And... Babel is the destination for Golos, for the period of time that the Jews have to be in Golos, where the Jews are not behaving as we should, but rather, as we know from our davening, that we're still in a state of not fulfilling Hashem's expectations, and therefore we're in Golos. Now with that in mind, we can understand the Rambam's language. Because if he wrote, he says, just as you may not leave the land, he doesn't call it Eretz Israel at that point in time. He calls it the land, the definite article, because what he wants us to know is that Eretz Yisrael, that place, Israel, that country that is completely different to anywhere else on earth by virtue of the fact that that's what Hashem selected. He chose With that the Rambam showing us that the reason you may not leave is because not the holiness of Israel and we said, "Zechariah, Blessed be the Lord who chose it as a destination for Jews, as a homeland for Jews, of His managolus." And when it's a time of Golus then that same logic that it's the place Hashem chose now shifts to Bovel. Now they should chose that Jews have to be in Bavel. So just as we may not leave Israel because Hashem chose it as our place of Gullah, during Golos we may not leave Bavel because it's the place Hashem chose for Golos. That's the Rambam's approach. That's why the Rambam brings to back up his claim. The verse, the pasuk that says that you will be taken to Bavel and that's where you will be. He's using that to support the fact you see you were taken there. That means that Hashem chooses that place for the Jews, for a period of time. Even though, as we already mentioned, that pasuk is not referring to people, but rather to the kingdom of the Beis HaMikdash. The Marashot says it's not even an instruction, it's a description. It's, it's a prophecy that Yermio is saying, this is what's going to happen. They're going to be taken there. The Rambam has a different view. It's actually in the Rambam's view an instruction from the Torah about how to deal with the kingdom of the Beis HaMikdash. That we may not remove the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash from there, Even if the opportunity arises, because they're instructed to be there from the fact that the kingdom have to be there, on the Rambam infers that the same applies to us as the people. That just as the instructed that the kingdom of the of HaMikdash have to be in Bavel, likewise he selected for the Jewish people that our, the, our um, domicilium, our place of, of inhabitation has to be for the period of Golos, in Bavel, and we may not leave. And then you can also understand that there's no real difference then if it's after the first churban, after the second churban. Regardless of whether it's the first or the second destruction, the fact remains that the place Hashem chose for Jews to reside during Golos is Bovel. That's where we should be. In exactly the same way as Hashem chose Israel to be the place for the happy years, the healthy years, the good years, He chose Bovel for the not-so-good years. And perhaps you could say that's why during the period after the Choram Baisheni, where were the great centers of Torah? In Bovel. With that in mind, the Rambam. This gives us another layer of depth to understanding the different approaches that the Rambam has and the Rashi has and the Meiri. The Rashi: What was Rashi's reason why you may not leave Bavel? Practical, right? because the great centers that spread Torah are based in Bovel, and you can't abandon them. Move on, according to that, it's self-understood. If at any other time in history, those great yeshivas stand up being in any other country on earth, the R- Rashi's view would be, well, then you can't leave those countries. So if the biggest yeshivas in the world happen to be in the United States, you may never leave the United States. And if at, once, at one time they were in Poland, you couldn't leave Poland, whatever it was whereas the rambam disagrees he says the rambam's view is they chose Bavel as the address for golos therefore it's therefore in the rambam's view it's got nothing to do with where the torah centers are Bavel is the only place that if jews are there they may not leave and with that knowledge, we can explain the other interesting details in the Rambam's use of language. Aleph. The Rambam did not use the expression that just as you may not leave Israel for Bavil, but rather he said for Chutz Secondly, and likewise, he didn't say specifically that you can't go from Bavil to Israel. He said you can't go from Bavil to other lands. And thirdly, he didn't bring the rest of the pasuk as the Gemara does; that it's until the time that Hashem redeems us. Because the Rambam's view is that If we're looking from the perspective of Which land did Hashem choose for the Jewish people Israel for the good times And Bavel for the difficult times Then when the Jews are in Israel Bavel is identical to every other country on earth It has no special distinction So where may you not go from Israel To Chutz La'aretz Bavel naturally included and when Bovel becomes a place we may not leave, once they Bishah has chosen that as our place to be during Golus, then, then at least from the perspective the Kesef Mishnah, then at least from the perspective of the Kesef Mishnah explains about the Rambam, Eretz Yisrael is not in a category of its own; it's equal to any other land. So therefore, he doesn't have to say specifically that you go to any other land. He, could, uh, he, he doesn't have to say specifically that there's a prohibition of going, against going to Israel because Israel is included in any other land from the Rambam's perspective. And therefore, all the Rambam needs from the posse is the part that tells us that you go to Bavel, not the, the, the part that one day you'll be redeemed. Because all he needs to know is All he needs to know is that David allocated Babel as the address for Jews during Golos. The fact that one day they'll be redeemed isn't relevant to this conversation. Now that's different to Rav Yehuda in the Gemara. He does bring the end of the Pasuk. Why does he bring the end of the Pasuk? came in Sha'amah because he said specifically, he specified that if you go from Babel to Israel, that would transgress a positive commandment based on the Pasuk. And then, in order to illustrate his point that there's a specific issue with going from Babel to Israel, he needs the end of the Pasuk to illustrate that. Because when do you go to Israel? <speaking in Hebrew> when Hashem chooses. <speaking in Hebrew> Which means Rabbi Yehuda's view is, we may not go back specifically to Eretz Israel until the Ebeshter leads us back there. The Rambam didn't make that point. And that will also help us to understand now the flow of what the Rambam discusses in the other halochas on the subject. First of all, the Rambam discusses all the details against, uh, about the prohibition that the terrorists explicitly states that we may not settle in Egypt. And then the Rambam explains why Why you're not allowed to live in Egypt Because the corrupt uh, Amoral behavior of Egypt Is beyond any other country on earth Following from that Then he goes to the opposite extreme In halacha, in the next halacha Or halacha test So you may never go to Mitzrayim Because that is the worst of the worst of the worst Opposite extreme, you may never leave Israel because that's the greatest of the great. And if that comparison is to make logical sense, then, then obviously the reason you don't leave Israel is because it's the polar opposite of its rhyme, it's the ultimate Kedusha, and you don't leave a place of Kedusha. And then on that subject, describing how holy Eretz Israel is, the Rambam continues talking about the greatness of Eretz Yisrael. That there were great sages used to kiss the boundaries of Israel. Because you're living in such a holy place, therefore Hazel tell us that your Averis are forgiven. So there he's talking about Eretz Yisrael from the perspective of its holiness only three halachas later, then he tells us, that you should always live in Israel, even if you live in a place where the population is mostly idolatrous, rather than living in a Jewish city elsewhere in the world. And then he tells us, that anybody who leaves, from Israel, it's like serving idolatry and he brings the possek, right, being driven out of the land where you can't revel in Hashem's space and it's considered like serving idols and then he brings another pasuk about misfortune, that's so what is considered misfortune for Jewish people not to be able to go into, into Eretz Israel. In that conversation, it isn't clear, is the Rambam coming from the perspective that Israel is... Holy, or from the perspective that it's the place Hashem chose. Because both logical reasons are equally applicable over here. Both from the perspective, well, this is the place of the divine presence, so it's considered a curse to be kicked out of this place, and you should never leave it, even if you go into a place of many Jews. As he, as he alludes to in his language. So that's why he says going out of Israel is like serving idols because you're going from a place of divine presence to a place of almost divine denial. But equally, in that halacha, it could work just as well logically to say the reason you don't leave Israel is because that's the place that Hashem has chosen for the Jewish people for the good years. Because he brings a post that speaks of Israel as an inheritance that Hashem chose for us. So the first part of the conversation that Rambam is focused on solely the Kedush of Israel. At this point, he's focused on both dimensions of Israel. And that would explain why he would use the expression that if you leave Israel, it's like idolatry, because that's rejecting Hashem's choice, so to speak. Which is different to the language that the Gomorrah used. There, the Gemara said, whoever lives in Israel, it's like they have a God. And a person lives outside of Israel, it's like, God forbid they don't have a God. And, 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 as, as, Rambam, as Rambam kind of, in this halacha says, And then he speaks about the possibility of being driven away from being able to serve Hashem, and it's considered a misfortune section. That's why the Rambam leaves all of this information to the end of the conversation about what's so great about Israel. You'd expect that first tell us what's so great about Israel, then tell us the halochas of Israel. Don't you think it would logically make sense to first describe why Eretz Israel is special, and then tell us why we shouldn't leave it? So the reason he does it is because here the Rambam wants to incorporate not only the perspective about Israel's holiness, but also move to another subject, which is the fact that it's a place Hashem chose. Now that the Rambam's done that, when the Rambam now is going to speak about no longer leaving Israel, but the question of leaving Bavel, then Diak, now he says, there's a logical inference over here for the same reason, using the same logic about why you should never leave Israel. That's relevant to Bavel. In other words, what's he saying? Just like Hashem chose Israel, and therefore you're not allowed to leave it. Kach, likewise, for a period of time, Hashem chose Babel and you're not allowed to leave it. It was you say to me, you me And that of course is the most obvious linkage between not leaving Israel and not leaving Babel, because they both have the same logical reason behind them. If Hashem chose this place, you dare not leave this place. With that in mind, we now no longer have questions about the behavior of certain great people like the Amiroim who left Bovel and subsequently left Israel. Now we can understand how all these great Amiroim emigrated or made Aliyah from Bovel. And, and it's not because they had any difference of opinion with Rabbi Yehuda or Rabbi Yehuda Meshmul why because let's work this out the rambam has told us that the reason not to leave Bavel is is based on the same logical foundations as the principle not to leave israel to go to Bavel, which is they chose israel so you don't leave it they chose Bavel for the period of godless so you don't leave it And not because there's any value to Babel in and of itself, because Nebishter, for whatever reason, chose that Babel should be a beautiful special place. No, it's because Nebishter decided that this is a place where the Jews are going to be for a period of time. It doesn't have to have a logical basis. And in the Rambam's words, the same basis for not leaving Israel is the same basis for not leaving Babel. Harry, move on. If it's the same basis, then you can extrapolate very logically. In fact, not only is it logical, but if certain rules apply to Israel, they're certainly going to apply to Babel. Meaning, if there are certain loopholes or or certain circumstances under which you may leave Israel, they certainly will apply to Babel. So if there are circumstances under which a person is permitted to leave Israel, those circumstances would definitely be Applicable to Bovel. The Rambam gives us examples of when you may leave Israel. Classic example, to be able to learn Torah. Or if you have a business opportunity. The same logic would apply that if a person wants to leave Bavel in order to go to Eretz Israel, if they have those same heterim, they can go and they can even go to other countries if it's for the purposes of Torah learning or great business opportunity etc free to go but of course it's a heter that means to say if there is a particular objective that you need to meet and the only way to reach that objective is to leave then So let's say a person had the rights to leave Israel because they've got to go learn Torah, for example. Now what is their status? The person is still considered an inhabitant, a citizen of Israel. And therefore, as soon as the Torah learning is over or the business has been conducted, he's got to go home. Brilliant. So if a person leaves Bavel to go to Eretz Israel based on one of those reasons, to learn Torah, business opportunity, etc., then Shagambi Oseb Eretz Yisroel, Ben Bovel, no matter how long that person stays in Israel, they are classified as a citizen of Bovel. be Kim For the same reason that a citizen of Israel would have to belong to Israel because that's what Ebishter wants us. Well, Ebishter wants us in Bovel during Golos, and therefore, for whom he's got to go home. Except there is a difference, depending on which reason it is that motivates a person to leave. If a person is going on a business trip, it's very clear to determine when the trip is over, when it's time to go back. Once you've made your profit, go home. Ma But when a person leaves their country To go study Torah elsewhere Where there's a great opportunity to learn There's no clear end of that particular Okay, I've done it now I've learned everything that there is to learn As long as the person could continue To grow in their Torah learning Then, if they've left Bava They can stay in Israel As long as they keep growing in their learning That would explain very clearly why it is that there were great sages of Babel who went to Eretz Israel. Well, they were able to leave in the first place because of the heter, the halachic permission to be able to leave for the purpose of Torah learning. And if they stayed there long term, That's because they were obviously growing and continuously elevating their Torah learning, and that gives you the permission to stay on. Whereas great people like Rav and Shmuel specifically, Why did they leave Babel in the first place for, for Israel? To learn Torah in a way that was impossible to learn back home, right? They were going to be students of Rebbe. You're not going to get that in Babel but because they were Rav and Shmuel and they were able to learn Rebbe's approach to learning Torah and consolidate it fully they had a responsibility to go back to Bavel and to teach everybody else in fact not only did they have a responsibility to go back but it's actually when they went back to Bavel. And they took up leadership positions and they educated who knows how many thousands of people. It deepened their ability to analyze Torah more than even when they were living and learning in Israel. And and, and to them, that's where they had value and benefit to being in Babel, even over being in Israel. So what have we concluded? That there are two elements that make Israel special, the holiness and the fact that Hashem chose it. And because we are the people who are deeply associated with Israel, those two things must apply to us as well. Just as we've identified that Israel has these two great elements to it, the fact that Hashem has chosen Israel over every other country as His, and the fact that it's a holy country, the Jewish people also have these two values. The greatness of being Jewish is that they choose us. And then, in addition, we have holiness that is part of our experience through our engagement in Torah and mitzvahs. And they each represent a totally different experience and connection to Hashem. The difference being, The fact that chose us out of all the nations on earth, as we say in our davening, You chose us from every nation and tongue. That wasn't the result of the fact that we were holy people by virtue of and mitzvahs. Because if that were the case, then you couldn't call it Hashem's choice. You only make a choice between two things that appear to be identical. And therefore there is the power of choice that selects one and not the other. Now, if we're looking from the perspective of the holiness derived through Torah and that would fundamentally distinguish us from every other nation on earth. We wouldn't look similar at all. If that's the case, you can't say that it requires choice in order for us to become Hashem's people. It's an obvious selection. They're the holy ones. So therefore, we have no option but to conclude that the fact that the chose us as his people is not a factor of our holiness via Torah and mitzvahs. But to the contrary, the fact that we have any connection to holiness and any holiness within ourselves is a result of Hashem having chosen us. Now that's really profound because Lefizenim, so this illustrates, our link to Hashem, which is a factor of Hashem having chosen us as his people, he atzmis. That is something that touches us and speaks to the core of who we are. And it affects our essence more so. Our fundamental intrinsic connection to Hashem by virtue of the fact that Hashem chose us is more powerful and greater than the connection we have via the holiness of Torah and Mitzvahs, which is almost like an add-on. Let's say this more clearly. When the Abishah chooses us and therefore we're connected to Hashem, that means that means Hashem's essence is bound and one with our essence. Whereas the connection that we forge with Hashem through the holiness of doing what Hashem wants, Remember, Torah is Hashem's wisdom And mitzvahs are Hashem's will As we well know, mitzvah comes from the word To connect, to create almost like a team Because the purpose of a mitzvah is to create An obvious connection between us and Hashem and likewise, Torah, as we're told, the Jewish people connect to Torah, and the Torah connects to Hashem, so therefore via Torah, we have a connection to Hashem. In the method of connection via Torah mitzvahs, that is not a connection of my essence being one with Hashem's essence, It's like there are two elements with a connector, with a bridge between them called Torah and Mitzvahs. Now that information, we can understand something about what our Chazal tell us. That doesn't actually seem to make logical sense about our connection to Hashem. It says, There are three links that are linked to each other or knotted with each other. Yisrael miskashshom miskashshoim bei ra'isa. The Jewish people bind themselves to Torah. V'iraisa be kuchabricho, and Torah is bound with Hashem. Now, logically, the lachira, there ain't canel Surely there are only two links or two knots. Bei yisrael lo iraisa, the link between Jews and Torah. or iraisa be kuchabricho, and the link between Torah and Hashem. Why does it say three links? The explanation is profound. The implication over here is yes, there's a link that we have to Hashem via Torah. So there's two steps in that process. Link to Torah, Torah is linked to Hashem. In addition to that, there's another link that we have between ourselves and Hashem that doesn't need an intercessor. That is because the chose us. There are three links, almost like a, like a ring. So it's not a line, this connecting to this connected to that. It's like a ring where everything is connected together. So there's the link from us to Torah, from Torah to Hashem, but then there's another link from us directly to Hashem, which closes the ring on the other side. And that is because we have this essence or inherent intrinsic connection to Hashem. We have pointed out that there's this big difference in opinion between the Rambam who says we go to Israel because, uh, sorry, we're in Bovel because there's a Pasuk and Rashi and the Meiri who say it's because those are centers of Torah learning. The Rambam says you can't leave Bovel because Hashem has chosen that place. And Rashi says you can't leave Babel because there's a connection to Hashem in that place via the Torah. We know generally in Torah, we try as much as possible to avoid there being contradictions or debates. In other words, we always look to harmonize what appear to be different opinions. We have to say that even Rashi's view and the Meiri's view includes the fact that Hashem chose Bovel as a Jewish destination. The difference between Rashi and the Rambam is that the level of choice that exists in Bovel according to Rashi is only dependent on the fact that there's Torah there. When we reach a time in history that Bovel is no longer the great disseminator of Torah, then the fact that Hashem would have chosen it as a place for Jews is now no longer relevant and disappears. Now, that would not apply to Israel. The fact that Israel is the chosen country of Hashem has nothing to do with whether or not it has holiness within it. In fact, to the contrary, It's because it's a chosen place that makes it holy, not because it's holy that Hashem chose it because it is Hashem's so-called inheritance and it's a place that Hashem gave us as an eternal covenant which is the place where Jews are intrinsically at home that's totally different to where where the only reason that, that Bovel is, it's like a holding zone. It's a, it's a departure lounge. It's, it's a temporary place. It's a hotel where you stay for a period of time. It's not your home. Hashem's <speaking> choice in Israel is absolute and is eternal. And the fact that Israel has this natural holiness only illustrates to us that it is the place that Hashem has chosen. And we can understand the nature of how it is with Israel based on how we've described the nature of how it is with the Jewish people. There's no question about it. That there is a huge advantage to having a relationship with Hashem because Hashem chose us. Yisro direct land from us to Hashem. Which is related to Hashem's essence, as we've already discussed, and that links into our essence. Yet at the same time, there is a value to having a relationship that is built on holiness through Torah and mitzvahs. At- ter- Why? Because levado. The fact that the has chosen us to be his people, and therefore we have an absolute, unwavering, uh, impossible to lose connection. Seeing as that relationship is constructed 100% purely out of Hashem's choice and not because of any merit of our own, even after Hashem has chosen us, you don't see it necessarily, so you don't walk down the street and see Jews glowing or Jews automatically connected to their Judaism. But when we build a connection to Hashem through the avenue of Tereo Mitzvahs. Firstly, it's a valuable thing to do. Secondly, it's a discernible connection. Look, you see this Jewish person linked with Godliness in a way that you and I can identify. Therefore, via the connection that we have through Torah and Mitzvahs, that helps us to be able to see and experience the far deeper inherent connection that we have, the connection to Hashem because He chose us. So He chose us and that's great, we have to bring it out into the open through Torah and Mitzvahs. Therefore, we understand why we also need the other part, which is that the Jews connect to Torah, and Torah connects to Hashem. Even though the Jews should say, I don't need that, I have an inherent connection to Hashem. Why do I have to have Torah mitzvahs? Because we'll only see and experience that via our connection to Torah. So that's how it is with us as Jewish people. It's Israel, and the same thing plays out with Israel as a place. Even though Hashem's choice and selection of Israel as His holy land is forever. And it's, it's immutable. That is the essence of Israel. It can never be anything else but Hashem's holy place or chosen place. as with our experience, if it's because Hashem chose it, for us to see it and to experience it, we actually have to do holy things in Israel to bring that Bechira connection to the fore. That explains why it is that the Rambam, when discussing the prohibition against leaving Israel, He didn't specify that there's this difference between whether Hashem chose the place or whether it's a holy place. And he only brought it up as a topic when he spoke about leaving Bavel. Because the Rambam doesn't really want to separate between the two because the reality is that in order to experience that deep, Choice that Hashem made to turn Israel into His chosen place only comes out when you make it a holy place through our efforts. The ultimate experience of Israel's greatness will be in the time of Mashiach. Where very soon amidst Hashem, we who are called Hashem's inheritance will come to the land that Hashem has called his inheritance. And we'll build the base Hamikdash, which is called Hashem's inheritance. And we'll be able to do that in the merit of the Kedusha connection we have with Hashem through learning Torah, which is also called Hashem's inheritance. We should be in a position privileged to do so. Take kef mamash.